You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 159 with Camilla Jean Rinkob. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am super excited to have Camilla Jean on the show today. I know there are so many moms that are trying to figure out their next step. So I'm just around a lot of people, too, that have kids going into kindergarten just because Serena went into kindergarten this year. And, you know, there's just a lot of conversations that happen about like, I have all this time now and I don't know what to do. And I don't really want to go back into the workforce. Or maybe moms have more time because their kids are in preschool and they're just trying to find out what should I do, you know, with my life and stuff like that. And some of you guys want to start businesses of some kind, you know, and it may not be a brick and mortar. It may not be this huge business. It may be a side business of, you know, doing photography or, you know, interior design, whatever it may be. Um, I think it's, it can be overwhelming to try to figure out how do you go about that, you know? And so I wanted Camilla Jean to come on the show today because she helps her clients figure all this stuff out. And she really loves helping moms and she loves entrepreneurs. So I just wanted to have her come on to just give us some ideas and thoughts to work through in regards to coming up with a business and and what we need to think about in order to get that up and running. So if you're finding yourself wanting to do something uh, maybe completely new that you've never done before, this is the perfect episode. Uh, make sure to share it with somebody, you know, if they fe- if you feel like they are looking for something too and just don't know where to start. And I think this will help get the ball rolling. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Camilla Jean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. It's so exciting to be on here with you. I really enjoyed listening to your show and I've enjoyed getting to know you. Yeah. So um, for my listeners, I just was on Camilla's show the other day. And so now she is going to be on our show. So I'm super excited. Um, And I like to start off every show. So if you've listened to the show, you probably know this, but um, I am. I'm a travel agent. I know we've talked about that a little bit. Um, So I do like to ask my guests um, where their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. With or without. Okay. Um, I think I have one of each. Um, And I would say I've really enjoyed Italy, which is a place where John and I went um, for our honeymoon. We went for two weeks. Um, mm. I love to travel. So I'm not yeah. sure if I would go back just because I've already you done it. more places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really loved it. Of the two places though, um, when we were in Florence, which I've been to a few times, we went out of Florence and did some wine tasting and some cooking classes out in the countryside. And that really piqued my interest in terms of being able to maybe do, if we go back, doing mm. more of that, spending yeah. more time in more rural areas yeah. and more of those experience type activities, because I felt like we really got to spend, we spent a whole day in this cooking class, really got to know the people there, the people working and running the place and chat with them and learn about their lives. Plus, you know, we were doing this fun thing. We met some other people that were doing it as well. And that made it a real experience. So getting out and doing things like that, and that is what was really memorable to me. And then the wine tasting was the same way. Very interactive. We got to really engage. My husband's in agriculture. So we actually went out. And when we went out and looked at the vineyards and the grapes, like we were having, you know, really meaty conversations about, you know, their agriculture and, you know, what they do with their crops and their rotations and just all those different things, because it was really fascinating to my husband and to me. And 
So getting out and getting able to interact, I think, on the outskirts of the big tourist areas is something I really love. And I really experienced that in Florence. So yeah, you that know, would be maybe not something I want to do with my kids. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, right. Well, maybe not when they're young. But I was yeah. going to say but that I is... I think finding ways to engage locally with yeah. kids would still be really, really great. So yeah. that's something that when we travel, we really like to try to do Yeah, is really see it. We love to see the tourist stuff, but if we can find opportunities, find pockets Mm -hmm. for a little deeper, more intimate um, experience, we really love that. Yeah. One of the the things that we do at um, our travel agency, H&K Luxury Travel, is when people especially go to Europe, um, I was helping a client figure out a cooking class she wanted to do with her daughter in Tuscany. Um, but they also, they, do, they wanted to do the winery too. And then we set up the, um, you know, private transportation and all that kind of stuff. And they also wanted to do truffle hunting, which I never heard of. Like, I didn't oh know that people gosh. go and do truffle hunting. I knew truffles existed, but I'm like, oh, and you need a dog to do that. So, <laughs> I mean, so this is this is what I mean. Like, this is where my job gets really fun because it's like, oh, to be able to help people do all those things and set things up that I don't even know wow, if people realize. Yeah. And so I'm glad that you kind of mentioned that because I do think that that makes, you know, vacations and, and trips and stuff like that even more um, more fun because you get to mm-hmm. experience at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so did you say you have a second a second place that you wanted so to say? I would say for for kids, um, one thing we've done, we've done it a couple of times and it surprised me is we kind of took a last minute trip. We decided we needed to do something. Um, and we went to Carlsbad, California. Oh, we I, kind of found, it's on my list. Mm-hmm. And I, I love <laughs> that area, which I okay. didn't Good I wasn't know. familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed I enjoyed the beaches. Yes. I felt like we were when we went out and about, I felt like like we found a local breakfast place and mm. we went there and we ate like by day three, like the locals were like, Hey, you hey know? we know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um are you did you are you new in town? Did you move here? <laughs> so um so we really enjoyed that. But then of course we had the kids, so we did go to Disneyland. We were staying really close to Legoland though. Oh, and yeah. so we did the Legoland thing, and I have to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised by Legoland with the kids. It yeah, was it's on my list too. So Your girl, you're killing me here. I'm like, I, I know, want to go. So good <laughs> for the kids. And it was it wasn't as like anxiety no, right and quite as expensive. Yeah, it's more calm. I could see where they were. And the yeah. best thing was the most popular rides, the rides that would have some lines and the lines are nothing like Disneyland. Mm-hmm had interactive play areas. Oh, that's so that the smart. the lines wrapped around. Nice. So the kids could that's go so in smart. and play with Legos yes. and different things oh, I'm while going. you're waiting. <laughs> Which I'm like, my husband yeah. and I'm like, we had that's great so conversations standing in line yeah. because yeah. we were yeah. like trying to entertain our kids. Yeah, you so, know, that's on my yeah. list. And I and I can actually help people um, go to Legoland and stuff like that. Um, I actually have been wanting, if people have heard my show enough, I've talked about going to San Diego. But for some reason, flying from Nashville to San Diego is so expensive. I don't know what the issue is. It drives hmm. me crazy because I'm like, I'm not going international. What is the problem here? And so um, it's on my list. And I want to do the San Diego Zoo. And um, I, I did that when I was young. And go to Legoland and all that kind of stuff. And, and Carlsbad, I've heard because... Um, People say that it's a great area for families because I like La Jolla. Mm -hmm. La Jolla is a little bit more if you don't have the kids and stuff like that. But I love that whole area, but I've never have stayed in Carlsbad. So I'm glad you said that. It just makes me, I just love California. I really do. Yeah. Um, I just love the coast. It had a good local feel. Yeah. And you could get to like stuff from there. It was a great hub. 
to be yeah, in. And yeah. when we wanted to have a chill day, yep. it was great. We could find local little spots to eat or cool. grab some lunch and picnic on the beach. It was yeah, great. I love it. Well, you know, I could talk to you about travel all day long and people are probably <laughs> like, hey, we're trying to listen to this episode about uh, starting businesses and here we are talking about travel. So, so sorry about that. Um, anyway, so how about you um, tell us your name and where you're from and how many kids you have and then we'll jump into how you got to where you are today. Okay, let's do it. So my name is Camilla Jean Rinkab. I am originally from Southwest Colorado, so um, closer to the Four Corners region. I've lived in Denver for extensive time, but I've actually lived kind of all over the country and had some different experiences. Recently lived back in Denver, um, and then we relocated just within the last two years to Iowa, which my husband is from Southwest Minnesota, and he went to Iowa State, so it's kind of coming home for him and getting into a different piece of the ag business over here. So um, I grew up in a ranching family and a road construction family. So grew up in business. Like I was really, really lucky because I got to really see the ins and outs of business from a young age. And my parents Mm. were great about letting us be involved and finding places for us to be involved. And they were also very um, open. And we talked about the hard times and the times when, my grandfather lost almost everything during the depression. And when my other grandfather lost the business, when his daughter was dying of leukemia, like some different stuff like that. So I've really got to experience that. We talked about it at the dinner table and we also talked about coming back. And I think having those conversations gave me a lot of grit and a lot of passion for just entrepreneurs and the role they play in our country and in our economy. And it's something that I'm pretty you know, I'm just, I'm built that way, but I'm also really passionate about the role and the impact. And I like to think of it as the ripple effect. I think people becoming entrepreneurs, if they're called to that, does amazing things for them and their growth and their experiences in life, but then it impacts their families and can create legacies and it impacts all their customers and suppliers. Like it creates this amazing ripple effect. It goes out into our economy and makes our country stronger So it's just something I'm really passionate about. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I've said this on many podcast episodes, um, but the the reason why, you know, I like bringing people on similar to you is because there are so many moms that really are wanting to start a business, if it be a side business, giving them something to do because maybe they have more time, like the kids are in preschool or they've gone into kindergarten and their schedules now finally um, Mm -hmm. have the space for it. Or maybe they want to build like a full on business. And so um, I like having other women come on to talk about that, especially when they're moms, because I think it's so overwhelming for women to kind of think about okay, so I have this idea. I don't know what to do, especially if they did not grow up in an entrepreneurial like family sure. like you did. It's very mm-hmm. foreign to people. And so um, I definitely did not. Yeah, I did not grow up in that. I had a dad that worked at Ford. He was a car designer and so did a nine to five and stuff like that. So I wasn't around that to kind of see how that experiences. So you know, I want people to be able to hear other people's experiences and stuff like that. So it gives them a little bit of inspiration to be like, okay, I think I can do this. So I wanted you to share with us how you actually help your clients when helping them to start a business or at least getting them to think about how can they start generating income to help out the family. And I know that you have something that you call the three pillars of designing a strength-based business. So how about you just jump into that and kind of just 
dive in and share with us like um, your thoughts on all of that and um, you know what you kind of go through with your clients. Okay, great. Let's do it. So I've, I've, I've been lucky because I've got to experience all that. And then when I became a mom, it really kind of shook my world a lot. I mean, and I think a lot of moms that I talk to can really relate to that. And I really struggled with what do I want to do? And I really wanted to be with my kids more. My husband and I were, we were growing a commodities trading business that gave, you know, a big business that he worked a lot and lot of hours in. So I've experienced that where I really pulled back for times and spent a lot of time with the kids, even though I was still involved in that business. I consulted on the construction business during the same time. Um, I have a background in marketing, so I was always kind of playing with that and stuff too. And I also got really involved with mother's groups and I just needed that. I felt like that really saved me as a mom because it just was, you do it and you're excited, but it's hard. Like I never knew how hard it was going to be. So finding mother's groups for me was really amazing and such a support. And I still formed some amazing relationships. And I know you and I have talked about this before and how important those relationships mm-hmm. can be, but they take time to form and nurture yep. and you really get to know each other. So I'm in these groups with these women who are now they're staying at home. One of them was literally a rocket scientist. We had a wow. wine chemist. We had lawyers. <laughs> wow. That's um, so, cool. so, I mean, these amazing women, mm-hmm. they're really happy, but there comes a point at different times that a lot of them, and not all of them, but some of them are like, I just need something more. Or, you know, my family, we, I would like to supplement because our dreams and our goals go a little bit beyond. Or my husband's not able to make some of the moves and decisions and take some risks that he wants to take. There's all kinds of reasons. And they're all right and they're all good. And sometimes it's a combination of all of those things. And I had moms coming to me. We volunteered. We ran a lot of things together. So it became clear kind of where my strengths were. And I had a lot of marketing and general business background. And I found myself working with moms trying to figure out what was the next step? How are they going to fulfill that void that they felt inside How are they going to make a financial impact for their families so that they could really start moving towards those dreams and those goals that they had and creating a legacy, all kinds of things, big and small. Some women just wanted that thing to pay for vacations and that's awesome and that's perfect. And that can be a game changer for families. Some of them wanted it to be able to pay off their family home, which that's amazing. Not having a mortgage is a game changer for a family. So, I could really, really embrace that. And some of them really wanted to start big impact, you know, businesses that made these huge impacts in the world. So it was really exciting. And I would find myself talking to them about all their experiences. I had gotten to know them well enough that I could kind of see when they lit up and when they got fired up. And what I discovered over years and years of these conversations, and then I became a coach. And even though I was still working in our business, I was coaching women and helping them to really get it right. Because it's so easy when you're busy with the kids and you have a spouse and all the things going on to take shortcuts or just do something because your uncle suggested it or your friend suggested it, or that's what they did and it worked for them or stuff like that. And they just get into something and it never feels good. It never feels right. And they never meet their potential, which is not what I want for moms. The world really needs mom entrepreneurs they can make bigger impacts. They have Mm -hmm. amazing skills and gifts to give and they 
I love the the role that they play in terms of letting your kids see you just like my parents let me Mm. see them make a difference, chase after something they loved, even though it was really hard and succeed and fall and get up and try again whenever it didn't work. Right. So they're, you know, they're really impacting the next generation as moms. So, and I don't think all it's, it's not for everybody. I totally get that and completely respect that. So what I ended up doing, what I really found was working the best is really diving into a systematic approach of, you know, how do they get there? How do they build it? How do they design it from the ground up? So it's right. And the first pillar that we work on is knowing their strengths. We use strengths assessments and going through a whole process of really pulling out different experiences and things that they've loved and enjoyed and not enjoyed and not loved or that have drained them and lining those all up. So really looking at your strengths, looking at your weaknesses on honestly, looking at your experiences and then finding those parts that overlap and those thrive zones is what I like to call it, where you're really kind of fired up and you're lit up. And there's a term and it's, it's actually a scientific term and it's called flow. And it's that state of when you're really in something and you're doing deep, deep work and you're getting so much done and accomplished and you lose track of time and you feel good and it feels effortless, even if it's hard, hard work. Right. And so the goal of pillar one is to try to make sure that your business is designed with enough of your natural strengths and experiences that have lit you up and given you energy instead of just depleting it. You have enough of that built into your business to make it sustainable because business is hard and not all of your business is going to be that there's going to be parts and things and mm-hmm. tasks that you're not going to love. But yep. like your passion for travel is a great example. Mm-hmm. You've built a business that you're going to get filled up by the, if you would have went and done something else that didn't have enough of your strengths and your passions incorporated into the design of it, right? it just never would have worked. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the negative things would have just weighted down and you'd be like, for sure. Peace out. Not doing it. Yeah. (laughs) No, for (laughs) sure. So that is the big, I mean, that is a very short version of it, but that's the first pillar. And I think a lot of women feel lighter once they get to that point because they feel like they have a direction. And then the questions start happening of, you know, is it going to work? Is it, um, you know, can I make this work? And how does it you know, work with my family? And it can get kind of daunting at that point. They're excited. It's like that initial like, oh, yeah, like that lights me up. These, And you have several ideas on the table at this point. Then the next thing you do is the next pillar is really marrying it to your family because it's just different for women. And I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know, right? <laughs> it's just different. Bad, right, wrong, it doesn't matter. It is different for us when we put ours towards a business or a career or work than it is oftentimes for our husbands. Mm-hmm. And not nearly as much as it was years and years ago, but there's still a difference, mm-hmm. especially when your kids are really young. Right. So it's really important. And I've seen a lot of women start great businesses with great intentions and have great skills and either really struggle or not thrive in it or really just it fails in all honesty because they don't have the support. And I have a lot of women come to me when they're past that pillar one stage, but they're really struggling with the support and it creates tremendous strain in the family. It creates so much strain. And I love the family unit. 
And, you know, all families are different, but it's something that I like to encourage. And I wanted to really find a way to make it the whole family thrive when mom can still experience this. So that's where we came up with a process to start incorporating your family, really working on communication, letting them know, you know, what you're doing, regular communication. And what I like to call it or think about it in terms of is you're building your team. You may end up someday having employees or VAs and different things like that, but your most important team is your family and you have to start there. So talking to them about why you're doing it, what the expectations are, what it's going to take to get there, and also letting them be part of setting the goals and experiencing the benefit of that is really, really critical. And also celebrating the wins when those happen. And we actually, my husband and I do something where on a regular basis, about once a week, we have a family meeting and we talk about the highs and the lows of our businesses, our careers, and our weekly stuff that we're working on with our kids. And it is crazy how many times I've said, you know, I'm really struggling with this. And my kids have said, well, what about this? And even if it wasn't the answer, it kind of got something going in me. That's if cool. nothing else, mm-hmm. it was cool to see that they supported me and they yeah. cared. And mm-hmm. on hard days, that's when you need it. Yeah. That's when you go, you know what? But I told my kids I was going to do this and their eyes lit up Aww. and you keep going. Mm-hmm. An yeah. example of that is when I started my podcast, you know, the kids know I was doing it. As you know, it's a lot of work before, <laughs> it like before you hit like publish the first time. Uh, yeah. There's a lot that goes into that. <laughs> there is. Yeah. And so I felt like it took, it did take longer than I thought. Like to 500 years. In. Yes, <laughs> for sure. And you I kind remember, of feel I, like you're in quicksand and you're like, why am yes. I going nowhere? Yeah. Oh but nobody gosh, sees totally. that. Yeah. No one yeah. sees it. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need your family unit. You need that team. Because, you know, I didn't have outside supporters in relation to that yet. And it wasn't, I didn't talk to my clients about it at that time. Mm-hmm. So it was my family. That's where yeah. I got the support. That's where I got the, you can do this. Okay, well, what kind? What are your latest episodes you're researching? Things like that. They kept me going, my husband and my kids. And I let my youngest kid actually push the button the first time I published my first Aww, episode. Oh, that's so sweet. And it was kind of just happenstance. He happened to be there. Mm -hmm. And it was a good lesson for me because I undervalued how important it was for me to find opportunities for them to engage in what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And he lit up. Like you couldn't believe. thought it was believe. the best thing. Yeah. Oh, like he yeah. just like and launched the yeah. rocket. <laughs> I know. And for honestly weeks, all three of the kids would tell perfect strangers. Like Aww. she launched her podcast this week. Like Aww. the podcast is out. Our podcast is out. Podcast. And I let them actually do some introductions periodically. Cool. And yeah. every now and then they do a little, you know, cameo appearance. And yeah. it keeps them engaged. And mm-hmm. It gives me an opportunity to talk to them about why I'm doing what I'm doing. And they're much more willing to support me and to make sacrifices and maybe get up and help with the dishes when I need to go back to work to get an episode recorded Mm -hmm. or something late at night. So, or to get something ready for a client the next morning. Um, So it's so important. It's so critical. And so I find that moms that come to me and we work together, it's a critical piece that has to be in place right at the very beginning. And you have to have a commitment from everybody to have regular communication that isn't too invasive, isn't too time consuming. Bless my husband's heart. He has told me, yeah, I need like 15 minutes. Just give me a quick rundown and I'm good. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) I love it. But that's what you need to know. You need to know what they need to know. Sure. And you need to listen for their questions Mm -hmm. and not always have the answers, but be prepared to listen to their concerns because sometimes they're on this journey with you. They're taking the risks with you and they're going to reap the benefits with you. But that doesn't mean that you're the only one riding the boat. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. So that's pillar two. That's what that's all about. Pillar number three really gets into the meat of the business a lot. And it's about validating. So then you take your ideas, you have this family support, and you start actually getting into finding potential customers, researching other companies, and we really get down and dirty about validating the business idea And this is where stuff starts to come together. It definitely gets more into the business meat. Um, Some people really, really love it. Some people really hate this part of it. But it's super critical and your business isn't going to succeed. You can build a business on your strengths, but you have to validate it. And you may need to go back to those couple business ideas you had at the beginning and tweak them to make sure that you're actually forming a profitable business that serves value to customers, that actually works with your goals and your family's goals. And that's why pillar two has to come first, because maybe it's valid, but you would have to work twice as many hours. Mm. Well, then it's time for us to have an honest conversation about how can we rework this? Because there's always a way. And there's in this world and all the things and opportunities that are out there, maybe you're thinking about a brick and mortar business But as you really go through this process, you find your customers aren't there locally, but they are if you can shift your business model and find a way to deliver online. And that goes both directions. So there's all different things, you know, from the way you're going to deliver exactly who your customer is, how you're going to market to them, you know, how you're going to communicate with them, how you're going to nurture them. All those things can be tweaked based on the validation process. So you're marrying what you found out in the beginning, all those strengths and those things that light you up and fire you up. You're getting the support you need and you're aligning the goals of your entire family with that. And then you're making sure that you validate it. And it's not going to line up perfect, but you're going to line it up enough that you're going to find that sweet spot where you really are confident that you've designed a business that's going to be profitable, that you're going to enjoy, that you're going to be able to thrive in, and that's going to benefit your family. Yeah. And that is what I really want for women and for moms. Yeah, I really love that. And, you know, so we're almost at the end of the show, but I wanted to ask you about that because one of your last points you were talking about, you may have to revisit some of your business ideas to which one you can really make money on. Like Mm -hmm. when... When you're first starting to figure that out, right? And even if you've started, is there a point that you say, um, okay, you need to kind of like scratch this? Because I think that is so hard for people, right? Because you're like, you don't want to give up too soon, right? Because you're kind of like, well, everybody says this is going to be hard. So, you know, I can't just throw in the towel. But when is it that it turns on that you're like, okay, I am going to have to scrap this and go back to the drawing board? Because I think so many people would feel like they're failing to do that. So I would like to hear what your thoughts are in regards to that and if you've ever had that situation happen before? I think all the time, all the time. And I look at my own business and I look at, um, I had a business model and it was working where we were and it was going a certain direction. And I'm just using myself as the example, but honestly, the majority of my clients have this to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. This is entrepreneurship. Welcome to it. Yeah. 
it never goes quite as planned. You design the best plan you can and you really open your arms up to failure and being pliable, you know, knowing when to dig in and knowing when to let go. But that example for me was I worked with a lot of clients one-on-one and I met with them. I spent the time with them and it was really, really great. I had to really pivot when we made our move because we decided we were in Denver, um, which we'd been there for 16 years. I had incredible contacts. When we moved out to Iowa, John and I both grew up um, in rural scenarios and more agricultural scenarios. And we decided to do that with the kids so that they could have some opportunities that we had growing up. Mm. So we do 4-H, they have cows, we have, we're about to get a horse, they've got all the things going on. But that meant I had to rework my business. I mm. had to, you know, our, that meant our family goals and our dynamics and our time commitments shifted a bit. And I had to reincorporate that and had to reassess how that impacted how I could interact with my customers changed. So I had to pivot my business. I'm doing the same things, but I found different methods of delivery. I can obviously work on Zoom calls and just phone calls and things like that with one-on-one clients, but I'm actually developing courses and small groups and things like that so that I can work with women in a different way and I can scale that so I can help more women. And I've actually found a lot of value in community and building community. So I'm starting to try to build community where these women can really engage with one another, which wasn't what I planned. That wasn't how it started. But as I'm forced to make this pivot and reassess my business, I'm finding more opportunities and I'm finding that I'm adding more value. So I find this a lot. If you design a good business, but you're willing to... And um, first off, when you go through the validation process, you're going to you're going to have to let go of some things. So I always like to have a couple loose ideas when we start the validation process, because a couple of them are going to fall by the wayside Mm. as you go. And they need to be loose enough that you can really clarify them. So, and make them into something, but you need to understand your business is going to evolve. The more you learn and the more you engage with your customers, you always need to be willing. And this is super critical to shift your business to make sure you're optimizing the value that you bring. Mm. That way you're creating a bigger impact. You're creating a bigger ripple. You're going to be happier. You're going to thrive more. And in all honesty, you're probably going to create better revenue and profit. That makes sense. So yeah. super critical. Yeah. And you always need to be assessing that. So the validation process never really ends. There's always a threat of that going on in the background. So a Business is just not, it's ever changing. I agree. Yes. And you always have to keep changing with it, you know, and, 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 um, adapting and stuff like that. You can't just keep, you know, trying to do what has worked for the past few years. And that's even with big corporations. I mean, so many things that are changing. I was listening to something, I don't know where, but it was talking about, oh, it's the creator of ways, you know, of, um, you know, the GPS and how, Um, he's saying that eventually that might not, you might not even need that because if you're having autonomous cars and they're driving you, Mm -hmm. and then he's saying you may not even, everybody may not need cars because the cars may just come get you. I don't know. The whole thing's crazy, but that, that, right. It's crazy. That's right now because we're like, ah, I can't even imagine that. But, um, to think that we now have cell phones that are pretty much little computers, you know, that go in our back pocket 
you know, if you thought about that in the 80s, you'd be like, "Uh, that sounds crazy. And so I'm just saying that even big corporations that are very successful, they're going to have to adapt as well. You know, so it's not even just the little the little people Mm -hmm. that are trying to change things. So I think that's a good point that you brought up. So, well, as we close, is there anything else that you wanted to add or do you feel like you got everything? I feel like that was it. I mean, yeah. that's a good, inter- you know, overview of yeah. the process. Yes. And, um, you know, everybody goes about it their own way. But this is a process that I've found gives much more confidence. Mm-hmm. It lets the whole family come on the journey together because as moms, mm-hmm. it doesn't work to try to do yes. it alone. You have to have that support. It's super critical. Mm. And if you don't believe me, I mean, I've had friends who had all the grit and all, you know, clients, friends, people, peers that had all the grit, had all the skills, had an amazing business design. They validated it and they were running with it, but it was so, it was like going through quicksand because their family wasn't engaged and didn't understand where or why she was doing this and where she was going. And she had not taken the time or they had not taken the time to marry it to the family goals and to let them share in it that is the really critical piece. That's the glue that kind of pulls it all together for moms. It makes us really unique. Yeah. I really love that. Well, Camilla Jean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I know that this will give some of the moms out there just, you know, some ideas to start thinking about what they can do and figuring out their next step. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the mom inspired show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email, and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.